Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to episode 515 of the JV Club with my phenomenal guest, Jeffrey Elizabeth Copeland. Jeffrey is a a fantastic, that's all, just a wonderful uh, writer, performer, producer, also a tiny dog owner, if you are a fan of dogs, uh, and uh, works as a writer-performer for the house sketch team Road Pizza at the People's Improv Theater, Is uh, does many other shows live and has uh, written for series and is just fantastic. So I love this conversation with her. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, the only thing I wanted to just add to this intro is um, I, many of you may know, I do a podcast called Truth and Justice with Bob Ruff uh, every week, and we live stream on Wednesday mornings. That is a criminal justice reform and wrongful convictions podcast. It's something I'm very, very, very passionate about. And uh, obviously, there's sometimes there's I do a bunch of different stuff that often doesn't have crossover, but um, I know I do have some friends and fans who are interested in both. Uh, Bob and I are trying to support his cause and our cause by doing some live streams where we're doing a little bit of baby fundraising where people send us a buck every once in a while uh, as we're chatting uh, five dollars whatever people can do and um, that is helping to support the cause Uh, the world of podcasting is a little kooky right now not everyone is with a company like Maximum Fun who I think has really figured out the model and um, advertisers are doing this sort of like there might be a recession so let's cause a recession type of thing so I'm just throwing that out there. I don't usually talk about too much cross-pollination or fundraising on on this podcast, but uh, we are going to be doing a bunch of live streaming, and I mean several times a week. And you can come in and chat with me about whatever you want. It doesn't have to be true crime. We actually just did it for 90 minutes, and I think maybe half of it was was criminal justice related, and the rest of it we were talking about how to get stains out of shirts and lots of other fun stuff. So um, you can, if you please, if you don't already, follow me uh, on Instagram or Twitter. I'm at Janet Varney on Twitter. Uh, don't worry, I don't have a blue check. And on Instagram, I'm at The JV Club. Uh, You can also go to the Truth and Justice Facebook page if you want to find out when we're going live. Um, We're going to be doing uh, lives that are uh, different times of day so that different people uh, with different schedules in different parts of the world can participate. So keep your eyes open for that. And uh, thank you for indulging me in this incredibly long intro. Anybody who's just listening to this for Jeffrey, I apologize for making you sit through me talking about where to find me elsewhere. But um, it's for a cause I believe in. I really want to get people who shouldn't be in prison out of prison. And I certainly want people who can uh, commit crimes and then get away with it to um, be held to account. Because once you interact with some of these victims' families, uh, you can never, your life is never the same. So anyway, love you guys. Thank you for hanging in there with me while I talked about this. And please now relax, sit back and enjoy the fabulous Jeffrey. going oh uh, you know it's it's going i'm i'm feeling good uh for those who can't see me i'm working with like a rihanna circa you know pre umbrella bangs forehead so i'm like rocking it out over here 
You know what? I just realized that's why it seems extra big because I have bangs, but I put my hair back. Uh, I put my hair back because I was like, I got to wash. I got to do like a full face wash. And sometimes when you have bangs and you're lazy, you just sort of splash water near your face. And I was like, no, I got to get in there. And I left the headband on because like, oh, this is kind of cute. A little, little Alice in Wonderland thing. Nice. And then I sat down and with the added headphones, it's just like now it feels when I guess when you have bangs for a while, you've, you're like, oh, half my face is my forehead I guess yeah I guess it turns out I need a forehead filter (laughs) it's so funny I was literally thinking the other day I was like I should explore curtain bangs because it's just like sure sure like a third yeah that would be great yeah yeah just have you you still have a forehead but you're you're it's it's a little bit of a peekaboo yeah a little bit of a peekaboo I can't do bangs that risk going into my eyes at all or I go insane so it's kind of all or nothing (laughs) for me um and when I did it it was totally on a whim like I literally had a dream that I had bangs last (laughs) fall and I woke up and I was like they looked pretty good and I went into the bathroom and cut them oh wow so you didn't even like get them done you were just like here we go baby and just okay (sighs) yep that's the that I will say that's the upside of having limp straight hair is that <laughs> there's like if you fuck it up, it's pretty easy to I mean, you could certainly make it worse as well. But um, it's it's a uh, it's quote unquote manageable in that way because it's just some, it's just like sad. Nice. Um, but uh, have you ever explored bangs? Oh, all the time. Yeah, I feel yeah. like, you know, it's like a personality thing. Like, oh, break up, get bangs. You know, mm-hmm, somebody died, mm-hmm. get bangs. Like, I, I, the only thing is, like, if you have natural hair where it's, like, super, super curly and you get bangs, yeah. it's, like, they'll start here and then they'll be, like, like a, the Brooklyn style, which I'm not into. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's definitely something uh, my friends with natural hair are, like, they, they're like, you, I've learned, you know, you learn to have those conversations with people. First of all, do they know how to do hair at all? Second of all, do they understand that, like, you may not have the time and care and, <laughs> and like, skill to make it look like it's looking when you walk out of the shop? So let's, like, you really got to, like, that's a very uh, intimate relationship you have to form <laughs> with someone sometimes that you've just met to be like, let's talk about all my hair shit. Like, I've. Which is why I think I'm like, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> I know all my own shit. I know all my weird cowlicks and just like crazy weird stuff. Thanks. My moles, my hidden head moles. That's a thing. Oh, I've exhausted myself. Uh, <laughs> did you change your look a lot when you were in high school? Like, were you trying all different stuff? Or did you have like a look that you were like, this look is working? I'm not going to mess with perfection. I wish. I was like, I could never find it. Like, it's funny. I'll go back and I look at pictures. And I don't know how I still have hair between like uh-huh. frying it out, dyeing it out. Just like. Similar. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I just. I any, feel you. Anything that could damage it. I was like, let's do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. For sure. I used to have braid, just braid, like little tiny, as thin as I could make them braids. Just a few like poking out of my, my long, limp, straight hair in high school. And then one day one of them just fell out. <gasps> Like the entire braid. Oh, no. I was like, wait, can this happen? (laughs) You know, I had to ask around. People were like, oh, yeah. That's awful. It just it just. Well, and I had a friend with dreads and he was like, oh, that definitely happens. Like you that can definitely happen. Like, I guess if you if you do it too tight and it anyway, I don't know. So I was like, oh, no, I guess I don't need that to happen again. So I sort of walked away from that look. But yeah. Yikes. That's okay. Noted. No small braids. (laughs) Again, could just be my sad hair. Could absolutely be my hair being like, we're looking for a reason to 86 out of here. 
Right. Okay, so you never felt like you could get uh, you could ever get it right. Does that equate to? Because a lot of people I talk to, and I was definitely like this in high school. I was like at my most and least secure slash insecure. Like mm-hmm. I would do crazy stuff, and now I look back and I'm like, oh, that was so bold. Like way to try something. <laughs> But at the same time, I know that internally, I was also so fragile. And it's just a weird balance to have existing in one human body. But I think that's very common for teenagers. Did you have that experience at all? Yeah, it feels like it. Like, I'll look back and I have this one photo where I took like a CD-ROM and I like the AOL CDs and I bent it and broke it in half and made earrings and walked around like that for several weeks and it's like (laughs) what like like oh this is a bold choice but also someone hug me you know what I mean yeah yeah for sure yeah it's a thing was that something that people were like into or were they like, no, oh, Jeffrey Elizabeth, like, <laughs> what are you, you, like the compliment that's not really a compliment where people were like, oh, you're always up to something. And you're like, I guess that's a compliment. Yeah, it was definitely that. It was like, oh, that's new. Oh, okay. Good for you. Like it was one of those of like, <laughs> you're being yourself, which is like, okay. Right. Yeah. Right. For sure. Also like a glare like that will really pick up a glare if it hits the right light to where you could someone be like um you're gonna need to take those off you blinded someone recently and they were not able to take their test Uh, where where were you a teenager where did you go to high school yeah so i i went to high school right outside of atlanta georgia uh south cobb high school which was like an interesting experience to say the least Mm. yeah 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 because it was was huh no, no, go on. It was like one of those schools where like, um, it, it, I'm sure they have them everywhere, but it's like a magnet program where it's like a school yeah. within a school. So you have like, you know, a school that specializes and focuses on STEM, which I am doing nothing with currently. But we uh-huh. were like, yeah, a part of like a normal school. So it was like these very geeky kids inside of like a normal school. That's interesting. I I've been to I went to like magnet schools that were just magnet schools like they were everybody was in a class together. It wasn't like anybody was isolated, but there was inside of my regular public high school. There was a I guess it was a public high school, but you had to test into it. Okay, but it was it just they just we just shared campus. But it's clear that it was sharing our campus. You know what I mean? Like this our our big like generic school existed long before that school like nestled in. But you could take certain electives like you would take electives together mm-hmm. but it definitely was you know it was it was it was very much like oh this is the this is like the college prep school that's living inside of our school and it is kind of a, it can be a challenging vibe sometimes yeah especially in retrospect you know yeah well it's like you're just it's just so like such different focuses i think and like what people are doing and what they're interested in are just kind of very different so you have like yeah. a yeah there's it's like i don't know the geeks versus like the jocks like on steroids kind of yeah uh-huh. yeah <laughs> were you so so you were not it was not you were getting brought in you were part of the magnet part of it yeah so i was a part of like the magnet like school but i also did like less lame things so i also did like the school uh news station like i was like the anchor and that wasn't cool but it was like less lame (laughs) than what i was doing 
Is that like a, was that an every morning broadcast kind of thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the morning announcements and like we would do like news stories and stuff. That was cool. <laughs> okay, please tell me a good, do you remember any hard hitting news stories that were coming up uh, when you were anchoring? Yeah, actually, I know it sounds like, okay, what the fuck were you guys doing? But like there were a couple of times that we did like actual things. Like I remember I did a story yeah. on like um, medication for young people, like, cause, you know, I feel like, we're the same age, but like around this time, oh ADHD was like a big thing and like everybody yeah, yeah, had yeah. it and they were like over prescribing all these kids. And like we did an yeah. interview and like talked to this one cu- kid that had been like over prescribed and we talked to these doctors. And then we also did like a PSA for drunk driving and we won like the state's competition and like we were legit. That's like- awesome. <laughs> Wait, no, I mean, seriously, just the just the the ADHD thing is amazing to me because it feels like in a different environment, you could see a different group of administrators or whatever being like, uh, this is a bit of a hot button topic. Like we don't need the people that are most concerned and most involved in this talking about this. Like, yeah. yeah. Why should you get a chance? It's only your peers, your future, your, you know, your prognosis, whatever. Um, but that seems like, you know, it seems like one of those things that's like, oh my God, that's the best idea ever. And yet I could see it not being allowed. So I love that you guys delved into that that's so cool that feels like it needed to be like a two-hour special like i mean it's like especially back then i feel like now not so much because people are like oh talk through your problems and like therapy but like you know late 90s early aughts it was like here's some drugs like and yeah yeah it was it was crazy it was a it was a simpler time (laughs) (laughs) it was was Oh, I know. That is a hilarious, like, whenever people are like, we got to get back to the good old days. I'm like, what are you thinking about? Right. Let's go one, two, three, and I'll tell you what you're, I think you're thinking of and what was really happening. And you tell me what you think it was like. Yeah. Yeah. I love Atlanta. I love the regional Atlanta area, although like many places in the country, you know, the experience of like being in Atlanta, I would always stay kind of in sort of midtown, um, you know, pretty diverse area, like um, all the crews and casts I was on were, you know, diverse (laughs) and it was great. And then you go outside, you know, and then there's pockets where you're like, wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) What happened? Yeah. (laughs) What's going on? Yeah. Atlanta's weird like that. And it's funny because my parents still live there and um, I'm there. I just relocated. I'm like back and forth there. And it's like Mm -hmm. as soon as you leave Fulton County and you get out of the city, it's like, oh, we are in the south. Yeah, very much so. And I'm sure, you know, areas of Atlanta are like that. It's just uh, I mean, yeah, for sure they are. But that was my, you know, my experience, um, my experience first working there. And then I did some I did episodes of the game Uh where... I was like one of two white people, period. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I was, there was like one distant like camera grip and me. And I was like, I fucking love this so much. Like everyone should have this experience, you know? And, and, and it was just, it was just a dream. It was a, it was an absolute dream. Uh, So everything, everything I've worked on there, I've just been like, yeah, I'll give me a reason. Give me a reason to be here. Like give me a reason to be here as often as possible. Did you have like a, a sense of was that I guess that stuff wasn't really like that hadn't really blossomed yet. I don't even remember when like Tyler Perry started his studio there. It wasn't was it quite around then or was it quite a little bit later, like a few years after that? It was like and that's the thing, right? Like it was right after I left. So I left for college uh and like like I went to like I graduated and then I went to community college for a couple of years and then I went to UMD, but I left right before he came. 
because I can yeah. remember leaving and my parents are like, boy, did you miss out? And I'm like, thanks, <laughs> guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 Did you have an interest in showbiz then? Were you a theater kid? Were you like, where was your heart with in terms of like performing and writing and the arts and all that kind of stuff? Oh, my gosh. I'm like hardcore theater geek weird uh-huh. person. Yeah. It's like, you know, when I was in like high school and JV, I would do like, you know, the school plays and like wanting to be in that atmosphere because I feel like, you know, theater people are like, are you a theater person? I don't want to like cast oh no for sure yeah okay okay great yeah okay 100 percent. cool yeah like theory couldn't couldn't get into it fast enough (laughs) like what an idiot (laughs) me (laughs) not you no it's i we're here like i feel like theater people are like yeah it's so very welcoming and like the beautiful thing yeah it is and like the beautiful thing about like where i come from is like you know, it was very theatery, but it was like you were saying, obviously, there's a lot of black people in Atlanta. So it was very black, but it was like emo-y and kind of like Donald Glover-ish and like weird, you know, <laughs> and it it's just it was dope. Like, I love that there's a comp now. <laughs> you can say it was Donald Glover-ish and everyone's like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, OK. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Got it. Check. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. What kind of roles were you, you know, were you like, OK, I... I love, you know, I want to be the like really funny person on the side because I feel like it's very normal for every child to be like, well, what's the biggest part? You know what I mean? <laughs> like everyone's sort of looking at it that way. But but it but after not very long, you're like, oh, wait, you know, this person gets all the laughs or this person's like the evil character that like really has something juicy to do. And I feel like we figure that out pretty quickly like once you've sort of gotten into it, you're like, hold on, like there's a lot going on here. There's more to it than like just some weird kind of ego thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That it's... being said, I still, you know, was I was like, well, sure, I'd love to play Puck. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. I. It's so funny. I love that. Like 90 percent of the time, it's like most people go to uh, Midsummer's Night's Dream. And that's what I had in my head. And it's like I wanted to be like Titania. And like that was my vibe of like kind of weird, kind of like low key, sexy, sexy for like a high school uh-huh. production. Yeah, that was my vibe for sure. OK, this is good. Well, this is actually <laughs> that's like a play. I'm now suddenly realizing if you are a theater kid, you could sort of, you know, what character are you? And like find out something about somebody pretty quickly. Like character would you like to be (laughs) i'm gonna have to start asking that on the reg okay we're gonna take a break i will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at maximum fun hi i'm travis mcelroy and i'm Teresa mcelroy and we're the host of schmanners we don't believe that etiquette should be used to judge other people no on schmanners we see etiquette as a way to navigate social situations with confidence So if that sounds like something you're into, join us every Friday on Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. What was your like dating experience like? Were you um, were you doing it? Were you and I do mean dating by that. I don't mean were you doing it, doing it. But yeah, I wish it was lame. (laughs) Like it was like it just I don't know, like my last couple of years, year and a half of high school, like senior half of junior year I had like a steady boyfriend but like outside of that like it just I was not getting any play like it was I I don't know like I was kind of like the corny person that like oh yeah she's really nice but not like yeah like because it's I don't know and you're like I'm Titania everybody (laughs) do you see these wings right yeah yeah Yeah, no play yeah no I wish no 
no, no. Did you have crushes on people because you were like the fun, kooky, funny one that wore CD-ROMs broken in half? Or was it like, oh, no, she's like my sister? Like, Yeah, it was just like, I don't know. I just It just seems like, and I don't know, maybe everybody's like experience is different, right? But it seemed like at that age, it's like if you wanted to get liked and if you wanted to get like asked out, you had to kind of fit a very specific mold of like, mm-hmm. you know, straight hair, wearing this kind of clothes. And I just was not, it was like, I'm going to do what I want to do and wear what I want to wear. And I think in order for, especially like a a young guy to be like, oh, I like something that's different. They have to like kind of go against the grain and like guys weren't really doing that. So, yeah. (laughs) Even in the theater department? You know, I, I will say for the, the straight guys that we had in the theater department they like they knew that they were hot shit and so it was like i'm gonna yeah and i I was like Mm -hmm. you're not gonna like you know feel my boob and then go feel puck's boobs like pick one you know what i mean yeah Yeah. absolutely (laughs) (laughs) but you were but you were also a hard-hitting news anchor so you were was that (laughs) does that fall into the kind of like av club sort of thing is that like a separate a whole separate thing i think so so like the way that it worked is like we had um like a broadcast journalism like course of classes that you could take and you could like move up and you'd get access to like editing equipment and cameras and our teacher uh lisa watson started the program and she actually was a journalist for many years and she yeah and my dad was a journalist for many years and i wanted to do journalism and thought that that's what i was going to do so it just kind of like made sense at the time yeah okay yeah (laughs) were you interested in being behind the camera too were you like let's make movies let's you know let's fiddle around with this stuff or was that kind of not as interesting i i have always wanted to do everything it's like i want to be in front of the camera and i also want to be behind the camera and like writing and editing and directing like i just want to be doing all of the things all the time yeah (laughs) yeah no i get it and that's one of the things that's so great about theater and any kind of like school course like that where or like that sort of um focus of study where you sort of are going to get that they're not going to let you <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. i so appreciate that they're like you're going to learn how to weld like as a theater major in college like you're no you're going to build these sets and you're going to and i was like i love this so much because that's not necessarily something you're going to get elsewhere and it's and i loved that it f- still fell under the umbrella of like artsy fartsy you know what i mean like People don't even know. People don't even know I was hammering, nailing, and I almost chopped my finger off on the circular saw. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So as a person who maybe was like, like we were talking about, like making your own choices and feeling like you wanted to be true to yourself in in terms of how you, you know, dressed and how you wore your hair and all of that, did you also have a feeling of... Because some people have this and some people don't. A sense of like, this will make sense later. Like, once I find the community in which this is a, more appreciated like that will happen or was it like i don't know what's coming i don't know i'll just i'm i'm in this moment and i just need to be me yeah i don't it's you know i don't i think i wish that i had that kind of like foresight for like theater and stuff cuz i think what happened was like i was doing journalism and then i was also doing theater and then i graduated and for me it was like 
theater is fun, but I'm only going to do journalism because my parents won't pay for a theater degree. And this is how I have to make my money. And that's it. And I wish that like in retrospect, I could have like enjoyed the theater stuff more and done more and explored more. You know what I mean? But for me, it was like, you know, theater is my fun thing. But like journalism is like the thing that I'm going to become. And then I did it after college and I was like, fuck this. So (laughs) (laughs) talk more about that. What? What did it look like for you after you did it after college and like how, why, why did that happen? Do you think? Yeah. So like I, I interned at CN, well, it technically wasn't an internship. It was like what they call a desk assistant, which is like a PA for news, but it was like for six months you work unpaid and like you have really long hours. You're like working with the actual anchors of like doing whatever they need. And there was a Supreme Court decision that had just come down and I was working at CNN in DC. And I don't remember what the decision was. It was something really major and all of the major news outlets were there. So Fox and CNN and MSNBC, everybody. And Fox had come out with the decision. Then they said that it was a no and nobody double checked it. Like none of the other uh, stations went in. Yeah, no, everybody went off Fox and they all got it wrong. And I just had this moment and I was like, this is not what journalism is. This isn't what I saw my dad doing growing up. This isn't who I want to be. And I could be making more money working as a PA in reality. So I just left. And yeah, and that was that was the end of my news career. (laughs) Did it feel like it was leading? Was that sort of the straw that broke the camel's back? Or was that was it a real kind of like moment of clarity of like, oh, God, (laughs) I'm looking at everything behind me differently now and everything ahead of me differently because of this moment or, you know, obviously it's not one moment, but the general moment of. Is this really because, you know, that does seem like that's what happens all the time now online, too. It's like everyone just reports on something they got reported on and no one's going back to the source and being like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think it was it, it was like definitely a combination. The bigger thing that had kind of like always been in the back of my head was like I always wanted to be a writer. I always wanted to like make films. But my parents were just like, it's just not going to happen. Like we're not going to support that. And so it was for me, it was like, well, broadcast journalism is like ad- adjacent to like what I want to do. So I'll do that and I can make money doing it and like it'll be fine. And being in that, you know, environment of like just seeing how poor like just morally poor everyone was of like not trying to hold up the pillars of journalism of like being accurate and factual and this is like a major news organization that's doing this and this is supposed to be like one of the good ones that was like really disheartening for me and I also think the other thing was just like I at the time there weren't a lot of people that looked like me that I saw like as anchors like I don't think Joy Reid was really big at that point and so it was like for sure yeah it was like well I don't want to like be somebody else to do this like if I'm gonna like spend the rest of my life doing something then like I'm gonna do comedy (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) yeah that's oh that's that's troubling I'm I'm was there a time at which you you know, sort of equated journalism with was like, was there a time where you thought, well, okay, I, I, maybe not in television news, but maybe, you know, it's the Boston Globe or the Washington Post or something like that. Like, were you, were there times you thought about going to like a paper or something? Never. Cause my dad was, a, <laughs> my, my dad was a print journalist for my whole life. And so, like, I, I see. Okay. Yeah. I like grew up watching him and I thought he was like the coolest guy ever. Cause he would like go places and travel and go to stories and he would come in for like, you know, bring your parents to work day or whatever. But like the thing that I didn't want that I saw him very clearly go through is like, 
he retired when they had all the major layoffs, right? And like all these news organizations like paper companies were like closing and then they would like you know there was this weird thing that happened when digital became really big and then like you know they wanted him to like tweet and do social media and he's like fucking grandpa copeland he's not doing that right so, right like, so this is more recent like that you know yeah it's not it's not it was it like 10 years ago or something like yeah when? it was it was like 15 because that's where like, i feel like it was yeah 13, 10 15, 15 years ago was yeah really when yeah and it's still just kind of yeah, we're happening. just, which is so sad because it's the best. I know, it's so sad. It, My yeah, partner's a journalist. And, oh, I'm so sad. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a weird, it's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, I'm glad that he's also a creative writer because yeah. Yeah. he <clears throat> has the ability to sort of see the story, mm-hmm. to see the story, not just as a, like, the story of journalism derailing, yeah. but also the sort of narrative of, like, Imagine what it's like. And I think it gives him empathy for other very different uh, vocations that also are disappearing to go like, oh, this is almost like a death. Like this is a mourning of a friend, of a family member, in a sense, uh, to watch it grow and and, or to watch it change and grow more online. And uh, and, and, you know, to have to be like, oh, okay, I need to have a relationship with Twitter that is very meaningful and robust and constant to be a journalist. Uh, and that that was not, you know, that just wasn't for him either. Um, so it's a it's a different it's a, just a different conversation. It is. And it's the other thing is like it's, you know, I think for a long time print journalism was like the standard right like that was like the leading source of news and it was the most accurate and like it was the most respected and just like the craft of it i i love it but i think like the the game has changed so much and even now like with the way twitter is kind of becoming and elon musk taking that over and now like npr is leaving twitter like it's just where are we going and what's going to happen but like something that does excite me is like where podcasting is taking news and how that's just like changed the game in a really beautiful way and it feels like the new version of print now in a way you know what i mean yeah yeah especially like yeah the sort of there are so many great shows that isolate to a specific topic or a specific event or something and you can re- and they really unpack it and it's this sort of almost like a long read yeah. for your ears. <laughs> I do love that and that unsurprisingly is also like where he's gone too with news and I couldn't agree with you more. But yeah, it's interesting even just like the time because people take time and care to put together a great podcast and I'm not saying this isn't happening with reporting that is ending up, you know, from the times or whatever. Like if you and a lot of people also are like, you know, kind of like you were talking about with your internship, like a lot of people can't afford to be journalists or can't afford to have a job where they're making $36,000 a year because they actually have to pay their rent (laughs) and they don't, they're not subsidized by, you know, a a family that can do that and stuff. And so that's the other thing that, that he and I talk a lot about is like local reporting, like how do people in local communities get their information and who's responsible for that if, there, if there isn't, if there's just kind of a dearth of that, um, how are you like? How are people getting their information about the things that are just right around them? You know? Yeah, for sure. So, what are you going to do to fix it? No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> 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 Local podcasts. Local podcasts. 
Uh, um, what were you into in terms of like, what were you, were you a big reader? Were you a big TV consumer? Were you, did you like go to see a movie five times if you liked it? You know, what was, how are you spending your quote unquote leisure time if you had it with um, your extracurricular activities uh, notwithstanding? Uh, yeah, I was, I was a big book girl like bit like nice and, yeah like I, I I mean look at these glasses you know I I love books and I love I would like just go to, I'd say up until like up until you know junior year when I got a boyfriend but I would just no. go to the library and just camp out and I would just like be there during lunch and be there before school and after school and just like read and like have adventures and I think you know that definitely was what inspired me as a writer is like even if you're sad or you're alone, you could open a book and like suddenly you have this sounds so fucking corner. You have like friends and you have like something to do. And I was definitely a big book girl, but I also loved like my, you know, pre morning I'd watch uh, first clueless would come on at seven 30 and then Moesha would come on at eight. And there were a couple times where I missed the bus trying to like watch those shows. Yeah. <laughs> you missed the bus. Yeah. That's amazing. Wait, that's really early. So it was like a rerun, I guess. I mean, obviously, Janet, don't. No, there was not the brand new episode of Moesha was not coming out in the morning, Janet. Come on. Um, side note, just got to bring it back to the game. Got to work with Brandy. Oh! Like was trying to keep it together. <laughs> oh, she's great. Um, but yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I just hated getting up in the morning. That was a real problem for me. You know? I mean, yeah. I really, like, I just hated getting up in the morning. I was definitely, whatever's going on with my hormones and, like, my period and stuff like that, I just felt like garbage a lot of mornings where I was like, this is just not, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to, like, that. I, I have that same feeling, just the feeling of, like, waking up and your heart sinks for a second because you're like, it's still dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's still dark outside and I and for some reason I have to get up and now I'm much more of a morning person but I feel like you're asking a lot of a teenager at a time where many teenagers are sort of having their night owl like phase and stuff and then all of a sudden you have to go in and take an anatomy test you know at like 7 50 in the morning like that's that can be intense but you seem like I mean listen you were getting up just to be able to watch a your your morning show <laughs> To hang out with your buddies, to right. hang out with your TV buddies before you hit you hit it to the... So you did have to take the bus, yeah. Did you have to... Was it a long bus ride since it was a magnet school or was it close? No, actually, it wasn't It wasn't close. So like the school that I was districted for was like maybe like I think 15 minutes, but this was like, you know, 20, 25. So it wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. Were you taking... Was it a school bus or was it like you took the bus like the city bus to get to school no i i took the so like full disclosure growing up i grew up outside of atlanta so like that mm -hmm. was like you know no city buses or anything like that um i just had to say that because i don't want somebody to be like girl you're from marietta um <laughs> <laughs> i know marietta <laughs> um, i'm that girl girl you're from marietta <laughs> gotcha. um, uh yeah so it i would take like the the school bus and it, it wasn't too crazy wasn't too long um yeah now do that yeah. i know this is that's such a it's like such a boring question but um i've, I've said this on the podcast before i had to take two separate buses like a, a bus that took me to a school that then i transferred to the bus that was taking me to my magnet school because it was across the city so i'm always curious like how <laughs> this is so stupid I genuinely like how do bus routes work? 
<laughs> like all the people that are getting picked up for your school were getting picked up on the same route that you were on, but they was all going to the same school. And for some reason that blows my mind because I'm like, <laughs> but didn't it take like, does that mean that at the beginning of the route, someone had to get up like an hour before you? Like, how right. does that work? Right. Draw the map. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I got to get, listen, I got to get into that. I got to solve that that puzzle for myself stat. Um, Okay. And so what, were there, was there like sort of a a genre of book that you were especially drawn to? Were you into, you know, fantasy or sort of magical kind of stuff or more grounded stuff? Or what was your, what was your bag? Yeah. So like, I, I definitely started off like, I mean, I, I just would read anything like elementary and middle. It was definitely the babysitters club. Like I was like, I went to be a babysitter so bad, but I'm the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the youngest person in my family. So like, it was just like, nah. Um, and then once I got into like high school, I actually really liked murder mysteries a lot, which oh, is, sure. which is kind of weird, but like that was what was available. Right. Like my dad read a lot of murder yeah. mysteries and you know, so that's, that was that was my not deal. weird to me. Not weird to me. I still love a good murder mystery for sure. Thanks. I mean, that's a puzzle, right? You're also you're like listening to something, you're being entertained, you're falling into another world, but you're also it's also a type of like kind of puzzle solving, which I think adds that extra layer of you know appeal mm-hmm. and and keeps you coming back from war in certain ways. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. <laughs> okay, we're gonna take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Hey, it's John Moe, inviting you to listen to Depression Mode with John Moe, where I talk about mental health and the lives we live with all kinds of people, famous writers. David Sedaris, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Movie stars. Jamie Lee Curtis, welcome to Depression Mode. I am happy to be here. Musicians. I am in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm talking to Amy Mann. Great to talk to you. And song exploders. Rishikesh Hirway, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Everyone's opening up on Depression Mode on Maximum Fun. Okay, um, you've played MASH before? Mansion, apartment, shack, house? I have not. You've ever played this weird game? I have not. So I'm going to give you some uh, categories that I hope will appeal to you and by the end we're going to have created this alternate universe world for you where you kind of have all of these uh, fantasies come to life. So I'm going to start out with uh, an old classic. It's three movies that you can jump into whenever you want. You're not reliving the plot. You're just like hanging with those characters in that world whenever you feel like it. Okay. Um, And three, right? Three movies? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Because in the end, you'll end up with one thing from each category. Okay. So let's see. Ooh, Wild Wild West. Amazing. Why Do Fools Fall in Love? Great. And Jurassic Park. Yeah. Great, great, great. (laughs) Yeah. Wild Wild West was a real, like window into some steampunk before <laughs> people were de- necessarily talking about steampunk as much you know what i mean yeah, yeah like that yeah. thing that he that that kevin klein builds and <laughs> you're like whoa what's was that really happening yeah yeah what's that really going on <laughs> amazing okay uh now let's do three places in the world that you would love to have another home we're going to assume we can sort of teleport you there and whether you've been there or not it doesn't matter you can just sort of you know if you have an idea of an idealized place in mind three okay uh, can I do countries or do they have to be cities? No, I think we do countries. Okay. Uh, Belize, for sure. Great. Um, and then where else? I mean, I, that's like, that's pretty much it. That That's like, well, Harlem, because I that's the, you know, nice. love Harlem. 
And then let's say, uh, I feel like Italy would be cool. I would, sure. I would do, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. Um, next one, let's do three foods that in this alternate universe we're creating, there's just zero ramifications to eating it. And you can have it whenever you want. Snap of your fingers, nothing bad. That includes like no animals harmed. If you believe, you know, if you're, if that's, if that's a concern for you, this is, that's removed. It's like somehow it's made healthily from <laughs> nature, but not in it, you know, um, or it can just be like, I can eat, you know, six Twinkies and I won't feel sick to my stomach. So three and you can have them whenever you want. Let's see. Lightly cooked broccoli, like not overcooked. You know what I mean? It makes a huge difference. It. Yeah. I love it. It does make a huge difference. Yeah. Um, ooh, yes. Fried snapper. Oh, heck yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're not worrying about like, you know, overfishing in oceans. And then. Nope. Not a thing. <laughs> Probably like a red velvet cake. Yeah. There it is. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe you said lightly cooked broccoli. That is the best, healthiest <laughs> thing anyone has ever said for a category. But I don't blame you for it because I love some broccoli. It's okay. so good. Next one, mash always contains some romance. Mm. So this is some romance, some sexy times. I'm not committing you to this person uh, <laughs> for your life unless you want that. Could be a one night stand. Don't care. Uh, and this can be characters, real people, living or dead, any era. We're going to sort of magically bring them to you in whatever form you would like them to be. Okay. Uh, let's see. So I already had it in my head. As soon, once you were like <laughs> somebody, I'm like Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's yeah. see. Who else? Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, Idris Elba, obviously. Um, and then, you know, for number three, it would have to be like Keanu Reeves. Like, he just seems like a nice guy, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Michael B. Jordan. Yes, these are all dreamboats. Uh, <laughs> could not support this more. Okay, uh, next category. Let's do three alternate careers that you get to see through to however far deep into them you want. Uh, uh, let's see. First one would be um, being like a professor. That would be really, really cool. Uh, also, I think it would be cool to be like a, a wood maker, woodsman, wood carpenter. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wood, wood, I, woodworker. We'll call you a woodworker. <laughs> Great. And then a uh, third one would have to be, um, I'd love, you know, I feel like every young person wants to be like an oceanographer or like a marine biologist growing up. So that's number three. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. great. <laughs> That is great. Okay. Uh, next one, let's do three people from any era, any time that you sort of have like a magical bat phone connection to. Mm -hmm. So you can ask them for advice. You can just get their take on things. You can just call them and they make you laugh. This is a person who in this world always wants to hear from you, already knows who you are and loves you. Anyone. Okay. It would be uh, Richard Pryor. Ugh. Great. Harriet Tubman. Great, great, great. And, uh, you know, honestly, I would say Jesus because I would just want to, like, get the tea of, like, what really happened. I know. You know? <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I want to gossip with Jesus. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, okay. Next one. You have an extra room in your home. It's like sort of a magical room where, you know, there's suddenly a door. There's suddenly <laughs> as much space or as little space as you need. It's a little bit room of requirement-y. Um, and, and you can make it whatever you want, but it sort of has a theme. So it can be a forest or, you know, a gym or a sewing room. Like, what would you love to have? Three extra rooms that it would be awesome to have if space weren't an issue. Okay. Just 
a quick question. Have you seen Pea Valley? Have you watched that show? No, no. <gasps> okay, well, they have like this cloud room and it, it's like... Oh, it, nice. Yeah, it has like these like clouds and they're like mood lights and it like... It's oh, a, it's a great. Whole thing. Yeah, so like a cloud room, okay. whatever that is. Love it. And then also like a crafts room where I do great. like crafts. And then, um, you know, honestly, I would love to have a dog room where like my dogs would go to hang out and I could like yeah. kick it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. All right. Uh, and then final category is I'm going to I mean, I think I want to put you um, maybe in a, like a school musical or <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like on Broadway, three plays or roles, you know, depending on how like well you know exactly what role you would want to do but like three things and we're going to just like put you as a star you're going to be fabulous you're a genius at singing and dancing and you know you're not doing a long run if you don't want to do it but three <laughs> things and you know you can throw away like age and gender and stuff if like you've always wanted to you know xyz mm-hmm. uh three let's see uh three roles or just plays you know you would want to be in even if you can't identify the role right away okay definitely can i do so plays only or plays and movies plays only plays uh, let's only. do plays and movies i'm okay. totally down with that absolutely okay. I would love to be Denzel Washington in Philadelphia. Like that oh was like, mm, I love that. I would also like to be, um, I mean, honestly, anything Viola Davis does is like magic. But uh, oh, let's yeah. see, maybe her in, um, let me think of something else. Hold on. Plays that I like, plays that I've seen. Um, oh, you know what is a good one? The main character from uh, the play Ain't No Mo. that like. Oh, you- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That would I be can't like. remember that character's name. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Him. He great. Killed that. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you. Let's see. One more uh, person in a film that I really, really liked. Oh, you know who I loved? Do you remember uh, True Blood? Lafayette, the cousin. Him. <sighs> I love that character so much. I was like, maybe they'll do a spinoff. That was really, he was so, he was hard to let go of. Yeah. Um, And he showed up in something that I saw not too long ago. And I was like, (gasps) I like got out of my chair. I was like, (laughs) oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. Love, love, love. Okay. That is so great. God, I love these choices. Okay. (laughs) Uh, All right. Now, will you give me a word that, uh, maybe you would f- okay so maybe it's a word in one of your favorite books like like, like in the title mm-hmm. like um a, like for me it would be like a wrinkle in time I love 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 so maybe mine would be wrinkle um, just a word that comes up for you that you know was in a title of a book you love mm, ice pick amazing <laughs> that's so weird <laughs> I have so many questions and I don't want to anyway um <laughs> Will you take this moment, uh, Jeffrey, while I am uh, coming up with your very methodical, scientific, 100% guaranteed MASH future, will you tell people what they should be checking out, where they can find you, what you're proud of, all that kind of good stuff? This is your opportunity to vamp. Uh, I will support any and all <laughs> statements, and then I will uh, give you this uh, this outcome that I'm sure you're very excited about I'm and on pins and needles about. Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So... Well, let's see. Let's start from the top. So if you want to follow uh, me and see stuff that I'm working on, I am over at Jazzy Jeff. And that is J-A-Z-Z-I underscore J-E-F-F. And our new sitcom sketch comedy extravaganza show, Blackout, 
if you want to follow us, you want to get tour dates, we are at... And you do. And you do, everyone. And I do. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Blackout Comedy. So that's B-L-A-C-K-O-U-T Comedy. C-O-M-E-D-Y-Y-Y. Uh, and we will be posting dates and our schedule and super fun stuff that we do. It's a great time. It's fun. We'll follow you back. Um, Love it. <laughs> you are like cranking over there. Like <laughs> I got a lot of work in front of me. I just want to get it right. Uh, so yeah, we're doing that. Um, we have a couple of shows lined up for the summertime. It's going to be really fun. We are waiting to hear back on a couple of festivals. So hopefully uh, oh, nice. good things happen. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I do feel good about this. I have to say. There's a lot of good stuff happening here. Um, <laughs> as much as I think a lot of people will be envious that you have a bat phone to Jesus. <laughs> and please make that the name of your autobiography. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bat phone to Jesus. <laughs> I think more people are going to be envious of the fact that you ended up with Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to guess, I'm just saying uh, a lot of envy there. Yeah. So you I had to get into that right away because I want you to picture Idris just like in and around all of this as you see fit. You have a beautiful uh, Italian apartment <laughs> somewhere in uh, the beautiful uh, Italian country. But maybe it's the countryside. Maybe it's Lake Cuomo. Maybe you're by the uh, shores down in. I've never been there. <laughs> I mean, I've been to Italy, but I've never been to what I'm trying to say, which is, you know, down there. Down there. <laughs> like, down, yeah. yeah. In the bottom of the boot. You <laughs> also have the ability to jump on into Wild Wild West whenever you so desire. Very excited about that for you. Can't wait. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot of activity going on here. You're going to want to have like a calming moment. I want you to rest assured you can always go into the cloud room (laughs) and chill um, to your heart's content. I don't know if you want to bring all of your unlimited fried snapper in there with you or if it's more of a food-free zone, but rest assured wherever you are, whenever you want it. Not the only thing you're eating, but whenever you want it, fried snapper. You also are a phenomenal woodworker. Yes. Which I love. That's kind of interesting. That's like very easy to imagine you being like, well, uh, darling, I'm going to kiss you goodbye, take one last bite of snapper and head down to my studio right. in Italy where yes. I'm making something fabulous. <laughs> and then as if that weren't enough, you also got to be Denzel's role in Philadelphia, oh. Oh. which I mean, that's fabulous. It was such an amazing choice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, not bad. It's a great life. Pretty I need to go good. do that instead of this. <laughs> all the good things, all the good things, all the choices you made were fabulous. So it was only going to be amazing. Oh. Everyone, I really do strongly encourage you and feel very confident that you will be checking out all of Jeffrey's stuff. Please check out the sketch show. It has been such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. There are so many things I want to thank you for putting up for, not the least of which is Bus Route Talk. Um, (laughs) That might win the award for most boring thing Janet's curious about of all time. Um, So thank you. And everybody else, I'll talk to you next week on the podcast. Thanks for having me. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, number one, we could save kittens from trees.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.